You don't have the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. You're on. All right. We're just going to riff. Here we go. Chapter 15. Strong body, strong mind. Sometimes the best thing you can do is think, not wonder, not imagine, not obsess. Just breathe and have faith that everything will work out for the best. Author unknown. Pretty good quote, eh? It's a good quote. Mm -hmm. They should have taken some ownership of that. Actually, I think I read that wrong. It's sometimes the best thing you can do is not think. Oh. Not wonder, not imagine, not obsess. Just breathe and have faith that everything will work out for the best. Mm-hmm. All right, but that doesn't work in brokering. We'll see. We'll see. Building a new career may mean building a new you. Without question, running a high-performance business requires you to live a high-performance life. There are many deadlines and much to learn. I'm still learning to this day. Sometimes in the 11th hour, which can be stressful if you are some... You know, someone who is uh, someone who subscribes to the theory of stress. Stress, as with a sick day, is for the weak. I actually like to say stress is like a ghost. It's only real if you believe in it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not actually actually true. Stress apparently can manifest itself in certain ways, but yes. I like to ignore it as much as possible. Mortgage brokering is high pressure with the government and lenders and clients alike routinely changing guidelines. Sometimes brokers learn of policy or rate changes in emails sent at midnight on a Sunday night. Let's hope you submitted that application taken earlier that same day and weren't leaving it to deal with until Monday morning. Not submitting the same day you get an application is not acceptable. You're beating a deadline that might not exist, but then again, it might. Mm -hmm. And claiming that you didn't know a change was coming, it's not a valid excuse. Change is always upon us. You lose, and stress starts to build. Ah, one of my infamous taglines. Everything is your fault. Mm -hmm. All right, not everything in life is your fault. No. But when it comes to losing a file... And that's the correct wording. You lose files. You lose files. Mm -hmm. Nobody takes them from you. The only party to blame is yourself. You didn't get beat on rate. You didn't get beat on product. You didn't get beat by the bank or beat by another broker. You lost. It's 100% your fault. There are steps you could have taken, things you could have said, questions you could have asked, but you didn't know what they were at the time. Hopefully, you can look back at your losses as lessons. In loss, we learn our greatest lessons. Until you accept 100% responsibility and understand that everything in this business is your fault, the lessons are lost as well. Until you can be humble enough to realize that it was your mistake that cost you the file, your actions, not those of another, you will live in a shrinking world. I prefer to live in an expanding world, a world in which I make mistakes, I learn, Mm -hmm. and then I hopefully make fewer mistakes. Okay, probably just make different mistakes. As long as you're making different mistakes. You're learning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're learning. You're moving forward. So this mantra of everything is your fault can be a little challenging to accept uh, at times. But it's very liberating as well. Mm -hmm. If you adopt it too, then you're going to need some resilience. For me and my brain, how does that read actually? For me, my brain is most resilient when the body that houses it is getting fed, rested, and exercised regularly. Again, who knew the brain and the body were connected? Oh, who knew? 
(laughs) (laughs) Exercise. Agile minds are better equipped to handle these types of situations, and agile minds are most often found within active and agile bodies. Your brain is an organ, and arguably it's a muscle that needs exercise as well, as does the body that is housing it. I may only work out for 20 minutes some days, but those 20 minutes will be intense. I'm a little bit like a pinball bouncing around the gym, working out nonstop, alternating between a push exercise, a pull exercise, a leg exercise. I, no, no, I skip leg day. Come on. Come on. That's, my that's editor should have caught Dustin. that one. <laughs> and I'm a little less like a pinball if I'm listening to an audio. Of course. But if I'm only there for 20 minutes, yeah. that's a rage against the machine day. Yeah, it's moving. If you can't get to the gym, you can do push-ups, squats, sit-ups, just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss wrote a great book called The 4-Hour Body, which explains how to shave your gym time down to one hour a week, Mm -hmm. four hours a month. And I've actually adopted some of his stuff, and I've done that before. And you can just kind of maintain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Just one hour a week Mm -hmm. workout, and you maintain. To some extent, I've adopted many of these lessons, and they've stuck. Putting 10 muscle groups under tension for 60 seconds produces a 10-minute collective workout, allowing for some recovery time. You can have a meaningful 20-minute workout. And as a broker, you're going to get so damn busy with clients that spending an hour and a half at the gym three to five times a week. Yeah, it's not not happening anymore. So just as you look for efficiencies in work, you have to find them in working out as well in an efficient, focus-to-the-point process. It is possible to complete a 200-rep resistance workout in the time that some people spend adjusting their headphones, mm-hmm. stretching, mm-hmm. and warming up on the treadmill. I don't... No. Stretching is overrated nonsense. <laughs> warming up on the treadmill. Man, who needs that? Walk to the gym. Yeah, right? Fast, yeah. I walk from the change room to the weights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my warm-up. Up the stairs. <clears throat> yeah, up the stairs. I've tried to shave the commute time out by exercising at home, but this is not always effective or practical. The ritual of going to the gym is an important part of the habit for myself. I turn the commute into productive time by listening to an audiobook during the drive and often during the workout too. Shifting away from music uh, while pushing weights took a long time to adjust to, but it was worth it. No, not convinced. Can't even. No. Not happening? No. (laughs) No. Well, I use the word multitasking, which I hate that word here, but the truly effective multitasking opportunities are few and far between. So feeding the mind while building the body Mm -hmm. seemed like a good idea, but you're probably right. I should stop listening to audiobooks at the gym. I think so. Yeah, I think there's something about being energized or, you know, connecting to things like certain kind of music. I had a certain playlist that even when it came on in my car, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is you know there's a different energy around it because it was Mm -hmm. generally my gym playlist or a song on my playlist i have a pretty specific playlist for when i ride uh, moto when i throw a leg over the dirt bike yeah yeah it's like the same 72 songs yeah people would be like who are you and where did you get this playlist if they heard my gym playlist like it's not bubblegum like it just can't be (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, well actually mine's very eclectic Mm -hmm. very eclectic Rest, Mm -hmm. the flip side. Mm -hmm. I engage in a form of meditation nearly every afternoon Mm -hmm. around 3 o'clock. I take a nap. Mm -hmm. I actually do use Headspace, the meditation app, now. I didn't at this time when I wrote this originally. But I don't fight the natural tendency towards afternoon lethargy. My body and brain are telling me they're tired, so I listen. Wasting even more energy resisting is not prudent. 
this break is also highly ritualized for me. That's how it's turned into a 20-minute, rarely more than two minutes shorter or longer. It's 18 to 22 minutes typically. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been allowing myself 27. Maybe this is age kicking in. Maybe. Hmm. And I don't always fall asleep. Sometimes I'm just resting with the lights out, eyes closed, calves elevated up on the uh, the bottom of a chair or couch, back flat on the floor, no pillow. I do keep a little yoga mat under my desk, and I try to remember to lock the office door. <clears throat> I don't think I have that in here, but I, I <laughs> one time I had the light out, the blinds pulled, mm-hmm. forgot to lock my office door, yeah. busy lawyer's office. Yeah. And uh, the way things were angled, if you swung the door open and walked in, yeah. You then hung a left and sat down at my chair. Okay. So I had the chair spun around, yeah. and I'm flat on my back. And so it said, basically, you could just see my head. You open oh. the door, you see my head on the ground. Oh, gosh. And that's it. Yeah. No pillow, no anything. So clearly... No. And the lawyer had walked in to grab somebody one of my books to mm-hmm. hand off, which was cool. Like, yeah. we had that. That yeah. was no big deal. And he swings the door open. And, of course, I jolt as he swings the door open, so he sees me, like, spasming yeah. on the floor. Oh and, he, and he was like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he thought that was it. Like, yeah. I, was ta- I was checking out. Yeah. So, yeah. Always lock your office door. Yes, yeah. When you're having the nap. A nap, midday. Yeah. Or yeah. let reception know that you're napping yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this was, that was, that was quite the moment. So, as I say, I focus on long, deep breaths. I focus on clearing my mind, the whole four count in, mm-hmm. hold it for four, mm-hmm. box breathing. Yeah. Right? Or just an eight count in, eight count out. That one I I use a lot as well. And I try and do 10 of those breaths in a row without allowing another thought to intrude, which is basically impossible. Mm -hmm. A calm mind is the goal. And almost always, I actually do fall asleep inside 60 seconds. It took years to get there. Mm -hmm. People are like, I can't nap. It's because you haven't learned to. You haven't tried hard enough. It's amazing how many times I awake with a solution to a complex problem. Mm And, you know, it's a problem I had in the morning, and then, like, boom, I have the solution all figured out. Yeah. This session, as I see it, it allows the brain to collect and sort all of that data during absorbed during the first part of the day and shift it from sort of the RAM to the ROM, mm-hmm. right? From the random access memory yeah. to the read-only memory. Mm-hmm. Sort of like backing up the first half of the day's events on your internal hard drive. And I know without question this improves my long-term memory. Immediately following my nap, I try and get up and take a 20-minute brisk walk around the block, weather permitting. Put on your hands-free headset make a few calls, right? Call mm-hmm. friends, call family. That's when I call mom a lot of the time. Specifically to people who will neither expect you to be sitting in your office, nor have a question for which the answer is sitting back at your office. Mm-hmm. There's many conversations better had without the distraction of the office electronics anyways. Yeah. It's kind of getting out there. It's like a natural stimulant. And it negates the need for two or three cups of coffee that a lot of other people opt for. I think you and I had this conversation. I um, I think I thought that I had read somewhere that a nap, you know, a cup of coffee can give you something like 45 minutes of mm-hmm. energy where a nap can give you like four hours of energy. Yep. And I'm like, I don't remember where I heard this. And you thought that maybe it was in one of your workshops and I still haven't tracked down like exactly where this came from. Well, no, I probably got that somewhere. For sure, for sure. But I actually believe it to be true f- from mostly going away from caffeine and drinking coffee because yeah. for me, like the side effects of that are just, you know, not energy really at all or not good energy so necessarily. Like a false energy. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not thinking clearly. No. You're awake. Yeah. 
agitated, jittery, you know, the whole thing. But the nap, since employing the nap, just like, no, I'm just going to nap, whatever it is. Now I'm down to, I be, because I learned this from you, now I'm down to, I don't set an alarm, I don't do anything, can't be in a bed or on a sofa, you know, it's flat floor. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's rarely ever more than 20 or 24 minutes, 25 minutes, like, I have actually um, gone away from not setting the timer. Mm-hmm. Now I do. I set a timer. I mm-hmm. set an alarm. Yeah. And I think that's part of, I wake up almost always a few seconds before mm-hmm. yeah. it goes off, but I think it's part of what allows me to fall asleep that much faster. Right, because you know that you've got to like, catch. Oh, am I going to yeah. wake up? Right. Because <clears throat> every now sense. and then you'll have that 90 minute. <laughs> like and you know what? Even setting the alarm sometimes, it's like, yeah, you're okay. I must have woke up and turned this alarm off mm-hmm. because, like, why is it dark outside? Like, mm-hmm. what's happened? Right. But that's what the body needed, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly what it needed. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a natural stimulant that negates the need. And that 45 minutes overall gives you a different kind of boost that does allow you to power through the remaining mm-hmm. seven to nine hours of the day with energy, enthusiasm, a smile, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're just a little bit nicer to be around. Yes. So whether your goal is to work a productive 14 to 16 hour day or simply be focused and attentive for the six hours or so in the evening, followed by a nine hour work day, this helps. Mm-hmm. And more than once I'd get home and, and Carrie would be like, ooh, you didn't have your nap. Did you have your nap? You, right? Like if mm-hmm. I got home at like mm-hmm. six or something unusual, mm-hmm. uh, five thirty six, be like, mm, yeah. nap. And I'm yeah. like, no, she's like, go. Yeah. Go now. Twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, go do it. Yeah. Because it did put me in a better frame of mind. Yeah. It just did. Fuel. The brain consumes 20% of the calories you burn each day. Wow. It's pretty unreal, eh? Yeah. The brain is one power-hungry device, and what you fuel your body with is what, in turn, fuels your brain. As they say, garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. In a quest for clearer thinking, my own dietary habits have been shaped as much by seeking performance foods as by circumstance being celiac Mm -hmm. kind of made a difference. One tends to pay a lot more attention to precisely what they're actually eating when it matters, right? When you actually have to avoid a certain thing. So my forced detailed review of ingredients since 2008 kind of was the catalyst for taking things a step further. I picked up on various dietary modifications over the years, uh, including chia seeds from the book Born to Run. It's a pretty good book, actually. Hmm. Almost made me want to run. Oh, wow. Almost. I'm not going to even bother reading it. Yeah, I didn't pick up running (laughs) from the book, but I did pick up chia seeds. And I have some really cool Vibram shoes. Five fingers. (laughs) You even went to the the extent of getting the shoes should you decide to run. You know what? They're great for the grouse grind. Oh. I really like them for the grouse grind. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I hear the murmurs. He's got the boring run shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. The barefoot running shoes or whatever. Uh, grass-fed butter and MCT oils from Dave Asprey, although I've kind of gone non-dairy these days, mm-hmm. so that's not a thing anymore. And various other tweaks um, on bod- podcasts from both uh, Ben Greenfield uh, and The Fat-Burning Man. Now, Ben Greenfield's actually become a really big deal over the last six years, or over the last six months he seems to be popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that guy is a true scientist of like what you're eating, how you're working out. It's fantastic. Really, really interesting stuff. And look, if you're not into tuning into guys like this for ideas, at least tune into the ingredients of what you're eating, Mm -hmm. right? Like just read the label. Yeah. And it kind of changes your mind on a lot of things. Yeah. 
The collective influence of these various sources has led to some pretty profound changes for myself, including taking a year off from alcohol, a year that turned into two and a half years and counting as of this July 2017 update. Actually, that year will be six years in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, my one year off has turned into six years uh, effectively at this point. Um, I'm not going to get up on a soapbox about this topic other than to say that the personal benefits have been remarkable. Greater mental clarity and energy kicked in about six weeks from the elimination of the admittedly small amount of drinking I used to do. Mm-hmm. It was a small amount of drinking if measured on a daily basis. Right. But at least Quantity. once a month, mm-hmm. I drank to win. Mm-hmm. And I won every time. Of course, when you drink to win, <laughs> nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. I never would have thought, you know, a few drinks per week would have mattered. But then again, from another perspective, the absence of those few drinks didn't really matter either. Right. Like, no. it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And the motivation for this decision that I made could be characterized, uh, categorized as effective time management. Mm-hmm. Or effective energy management. Ah, yes. Because we like that better. Yes, much better. And it's true. It, 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 I have more energy. Yeah. Fewer evenings are spent kind of fuzzy. And, and the next day. Every morning is sharp. Yeah. I never really suffered hangovers. Oh. That was the thing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah I was... If, I mean, depending. I mean, I could... I don't drink really at all, hardly any. I could have, if I had two glasses. You're drunk right now. I am drunk right now. Um, I could have two glasses of wine and the next day I would feel like slower. I would feel like, so that much of a lightweight, let alone having a night. I didn't ever drink to win, not on purpose. Um, But I, and those days following, forget it. Like, nothing is getting done. Nothing. Well, I got pretty heavy into downhill mountain biking with my son for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So there was a drive to Whistler, riding the bike park, and I wanted to ride with him Mm -hmm. for basically the better part of 10 years. And and then there was also a lot of dirt biking, which I like to do. And I basically adopted a policy before the year off. I'd adopted a policy of zero drinks Mm -hmm. if I was going to go riding the next day. Kind of like the pilot philosophy. Yeah. Like if I'm flying the next day, I'm not a pilot, but if I were. Yes. You know, if you're flying the next day, you don't have a drink the night before. Yeah. So that kind of kept me out of trouble Mm -hmm. on a lot of Fridays and Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then again, if I rode Saturday and I was going to take Sunday off, then I'd be like, oh, sure. Partake. Let's go. And in the end, yeah, as I say, I took that year off, and well, I outlined it in the fourth book, and we'll yes, get to that. Yes. There's a deeper story yes. there, but, but much more effective energy mm-hmm. management, mm-hmm. right? Engaging in activities that sap energy and clarity in the moment, as well as the next day, didn't align with the path of a top producer, or with somebody trying to master a new career. When one drinks too much at a party, or worse, a work function, mm-hmm. people notice. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed earlier, Everybody talks and posts. In this case, they will be talking about you the next day Mm -hmm. and not always favorably. As a mortgage broker, your reputation matters. Mm -hmm. You're trying to convey an image of intelligence and confidence that invokes trust. Being that guy or that girl from the event the night before, not a good thing. Again, like, you know, you go to that social function, I would suit up. Mm -hmm. Like I just came from the office Mm -hmm. or whatever. That would throw people. Mm-hmm. And we would try and get the heck out of there by like 10, 10.30. Yeah. Nobody remembers what's being said after that. Oh, anyway, no. Oh, right? no. 
And, no. oh, you're not having any fun. Yeah. I'm not worried about having fun. I'm worried about making my mortgage payment yes. next month. Yeah. Like I've started a commission-only mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. in a business that I have no background yeah. in. Like, Yeah, I'm responsible. I'm counting on no one but me. Like, Right? There's no fallback. Yeah. Now, to be clear, the canceling out of the drinking didn't happen until six years into brokering. <laughs> right. Yes. But I only overindulged uh, at one work function Mm -hmm. and it was in my very first year of brokering Mm. I think I maybe six files in like it was like I think I started in April and it was November of that same year and I realized that I looked like an idiot and that's not who I wanted to be in the industry I didn't want to be an idiot you know that's really that was a good early lesson because I it's a it's a very social industry I mean Mm. we have had a, a lot of events in every province, national conferences, you know, like there there yeah. were endless opportunities to drink, whether it was Tuesday afternoon mm-hmm. or um, a full weekend. And that was something that I learned very early on as well, that um, not starting as a broker, um, you know, not starting attending functions as a broker, but on the corporate side as a business development manager, it was like, yeah, no, I have to be, you know, a certain... Yeah, you got to maintain your presentation. Yeah, yeah, I have to be professional. And and so seeing the landscape of what was going on, and it was like, well, I'm just going to have a soda with lime, no vodka. You know, I would have a relationship with the bartender, Mm -hmm. that this is my deal. And nobody knows, nobody cares. By, like you said, 10.30, whatever the time is, you're gone. Nobody misses you because they know you were there with a drink in your hand at some point. Yep. But... Just assume you're on the other side of the room talking to somebody right. else. Right. But yep. we can all picture those those evenings, those people. Oh, yeah. 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 There's... Yeah. Anyway. We won't talk about any of no. those moments. But no. there's a lot of moments. But there's moments. And, yeah. and that's not how anybody really wants to be remembered, I no. don't think. No. Right? Hence the next paragraph. Keep in mind that alcohol brings few, if any, benefits to work-related settings. More often than not, you will see it bring about for at least one attendee an indelible negative impression. And I am thinking of three different people right now as I read that. Mm -hmm. Like, they're great people. Yeah. I've had great conversations Mm -hmm. with them since, Mm -hmm. but I can never get that that ridiculously, like, horribly, horribly drunk Mm image like it's Mm -hmm. just it's stuck there yeah and so you know does that become a person later in the career later in their life as their trajectory is moving on where there are other people who are thinking that same thought Mm -hmm. because they've popped up like that multiple times Mm -hmm. and it's like do we offer this person this opportunity right well do we really want them associated with our brand or whatever it is like it impacts you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna light it up yeah my advice is all electronics off. You're yeah. out in the woods with your <laughs> childhood buddies or yes. friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, these, these days, mm-hmm. yeah. No, there's there's no win. More than a few wise people can tell you that free drinks are often the most costly drinks of your life. When attending professional events and conferences, be professional. Act as though you're meeting your future in-laws for the very first time. Make a good impression. As I often say to myself, Mm -hmm. make smart choices. To your point, you can easily go stealth. 
drink soda water with a wedge of lime, mm-hmm. Coke with a wedge of lime, cranberry and soda. No one's going to ask if you're drinking or not, other than some hardcore alcoholic. Exactly. Like, they got their own problems. Yeah. If you feel as though you need an excuse, simply state that you're the one driving. Or you have to leave early to get the kids to school, or you're picking up your kids from mm-hmm. an event or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's actually a great one to like get you out of there. Oh, yes. It's like, yeah. But you don't even have kids. Yeah. You? <laughs> when making a commitment to a new career, make the same commitment to a new you on some level. Whether it's aiming up the level of physical activity in your life or dialing down the level of late night schmoozing and boozing, such decisions and actions will once again reinforce the positive change you're making in your life to those around you. They'll trigger conversations and admiration for the positive results. Few people commit the change. Mm. Very few people commit to change and fewer still stick to it. And we're all impressed by marked change in others. As much as negative changes can act as a social repellent, rightly or wrongly, positive changes attract and impress. So embrace positive change, Hmm. ultimately. And I remember being told because I didn't golf, I would never succeed as a broker. Because you got to golf. You really? Gotta golf. Everyone golfs. Realtors golf. You know, that's the only oh. way you're going to network. Blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Total nonsense. Of course. Then the drinking thing. Yes. Well, if yeah. you're going to quit drinking, man, like you're, you're, it's going to yeah. cost you business. It's yeah. going to cost you relationships. Mm-hmm. It cost me one relationship. Mm-hmm. One. I don't miss it at all. No. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad when I think about it. Yes. Like sure. 10 years sure. You know, or whatever. Yes. We, we, were, we were buddies. Yeah. But that was it. Mm-hmm. You know? And... And who's the one with the issue? Yeah. Not me. No. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, making wholesale change all at once isn't a bad idea. But like I say, it wasn't like I went, you know, cold turkey and stopped drinking and that's how I became a wonderful broker. No. The two things aren't exactly connected. No. I mean, if I rewind the clock... Okay, I think the year that I quit drinking was the year that I went from $75 million to $100 million. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a connection. Mm-hmm. But it was almost like chicken and the egg. Yes, right. It's like, I'm so busy, I can't afford. I w- yeah, I was going to say, which impacted the other more. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it really became about the recreational time mm-hmm. and being a numbers guy with an app on my phone, like last day that, <laughs> no. you know, informs me I have, I think, 1,539 <laughs> Saturday nights left to live. Right. So what do you want to like do that? with those 1,500 Saturday nights? Yeah. Well, and they attach to Saturday days that I could go riding moto. Right. But am I really going to go ride a dirt bike at 77? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not even at 67. Probably not. Hopefully at 57. Yes. Yeah. Let's say I got 10 more years mm-hmm. of dirt bike riding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only 500 Saturdays. And mm-hmm. you know, like easily 100 of them are going to get wiped out on other stuff. Yeah. There's only like 400 days yeah. left for riding. Yeah. So, and probably really, it's more like 300. So, 300 days. Mm-hmm. Do I want to trade one of those days for, you know, drinking? Yeah. No. No. Because you know what else will happen? I'll eat like 14 jalapeno I was gonna poppers. Say, yes, I was going to say the drinking impacts the eating, mm-hmm. impacts the exercise, you know, all of all yeah. of these things. Yeah. The and rest. The that the, much harder. Yeah. Plus, I got to like suck in my gut so much. Yeah. Your pants up and I got to wear <laughs> new riding pants and it's like it just becomes a whole yes. thing. Yeah. So, you know, the booze leads to the jalapeno yeah. poppers, leads to your pants not fitting properly and it's all just sort of, you know. Yeah. Now we sound like those people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, awesome. strong mind, strong body, etc. Yeah. As I say, the brain actually attached to the body. Yes. So treat your body well and your brain will thank you. Your brain you. will thank you. I awesome. Like it. Okay. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.